Hey there, passionate entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Business Fabulous podcast, where I take your business from right this second to fabulous in less than 30 minutes. In each episode, I give you easy, actionable tips and strategies to quickly boost your online visibility, grow that social media of yours, and effectively and efficiently market yourself and your business without the overwhelm. This is episode 44, and it was taken from a Facebook Live that I did, and admittedly, the sound is not stellar. I have two different mics, and I unfortunately used the one that was not as good. So I'm apologizing ahead of time. You might not even notice it, and I'm apologizing for it. The content is absolutely stellar, especially for right now. It's all about triggers, how you can identify them, how you can effectively get rid of them, and more importantly, how to deal with them when they happen. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Business Fabulous Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs get visible online and grow their businesses from right now to fabulous with your host, Bonnie L. Frank. This former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur has produced over 2,000 live broadcasts and has coached business owners worldwide. Each week, Bonnie shares actionable, effective, and proven social media and marketing strategies that help you get seen, get heard, and get paid online to propel your business forward. Now, on to the show. Welcome to day, I don't know, whatever it is of the quarantine for the coronavirus. This is really, really good information for any time of your life, but especially for right now. So I want to talk about triggers. And triggers are something that creates an emotion in you kind of in a negative way. When we think about triggers, we're usually thinking negatively. So something that creates an emotion in you, it kind of, it triggers you, it gets you going, it kind of riles you up, right? It winds you up, people say. So if you have triggers and everybody has them, but if you have triggers that you know for a fact you have, I'm going to give you some helpful tips on how to deal with them, how I have identified my triggers, or at least one of them, and how I deal with it. And feel free to share this out to somebody who you know has triggers or somebody who might know someone who could benefit from this. I'm also uh, doing this sitting by a window to show you that you don't need professional light to do a live stream or to do a video You just need good light. It doesn't have to be professional lighting. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. Natural light is fabulous light. Now, natural light changes throughout the day. So you need to know the difference from, you know, where you are in your home, if it's northern exposure, east, west, south, whatever. But uh, you need to, you know, think about where the best light is in your place and try to do your videos kind of at that time of the day. In my old home, I had to do my videos before 2 p.m. I absolutely had to because where I usually did them, just be, it became ridiculously dark after 2 p.m. where that window was facing and where it, it was easiest for me, where it was easiest for me to do videos. But here where I am, I have a lot more natural light. I have bigger windows. I have better light. And so I really find that pretty much 12 months of the year, 
I can do a live stream. I can do any type of video almost all day long, definitely until about 6 or 7 p.m. all day long. So I already talked about what a trigger is. Now I'm going to tell you something that you could do to deal successfully with your triggers. So you decide whether the triggers are ever going to go away. You're the one who decides if these things or people or events or situations or colors or names or words or music or whatever it is, you decide whether or not they're triggering you. You decide that. And you decide whether or not you're done with them as a trigger, whether they're no longer a trigger for you. So I'm not going to say how to get rid of them because that's totally up to you, but I am going to say how you can deal with them successfully and how I've dealt with mine successfully. So the first thing is identifying them. And that to me was harder because I was new to the whole trigger thing. Like at first I didn't really even believe they were a thing. And then when I was like, oh, maybe this is a thing, then I was like, okay, so what are mine? And so I had to be consciously kind of thinking about, oh, every single time I'm around this person, I get tense. Or every single time I read a post on Facebook from this person, or every single time this color comes up, or every single time this song comes up, you know, whatever it is for you. And there's a few people that I have decided I really just need to stay away from. Maybe they're fine people. I mean, I do actually personally know them all, but you know, you might have a trigger from somebody you've never met and that's completely normal. So for me, I had to get rid of them on social media. First, I just started deleting the post, but in order to delete the post, you actually have to notice the post first. So then I was like, okay, that's not enough for me because I'm noticing the post and it's still triggering me. So all I'm doing is I'm getting a trigger and then I'm sort of delaying it going away, right? So for me, deleting and muting, at least this one particular person that I'm thinking of, deleting and muting wasn't enough. I had to block them. I blocked them from my social media. You are 100% in control of what you see in your social media feeds. You really are. It doesn't matter what social media platform it is. You're in control of that. You can block, you can mute, you can delete anybody, any account you want to. You decide what comes through your feed, not the algorithm. You decide. And if you want more of somebody's content, then be sure to like, to comment, to share, to engage with that person or with that account if you want to keep seeing their content. If you don't want to see their content ever again, block them. If you don't want to see their content for a while, you could delete or you could mute from that social media platform and, you know, mute it until further notice or muted for 30 days or, you know, whatever it is. So that way you're still quote unquote following them. You're still following them, but you're not going to see their stuff anymore for that period of time. So that way it just alleviates the stress. It, the stress is gone. You're not thinking about them. You're not looking at their content because their content doesn't even come up. It's not a possibility for you to see their content. So what do you do if you don't want to see someone's content? You can block, which means you don't ever want to see them again. You can always unblock them, but you can block them. And in that case, their stuff's never going to come in your feed at all. You have no possibility of seeing it. You can delete their stuff, but that does mean you, you have to notice it first to delete it. You can also mute their posts. 
So you go up to their account and you go to the three dots, you know, drop down menu and you click mute. And then you can decide, do you mute them for a period of time? Do you mute them until further notice? You know, whatever it is. So those are always options. And Facebook Messenger has the ability to mute as well, which is wonderful because especially if somebody just kind of throws you into a Facebook Messenger chat group, that's a little irritating. It's fine if you want to ask me and then I can decide, but just to throw me in a group, mm, no. And usually Facebook Messenger chat groups or any sort of chat groups like that, I don't really like them. They tend to clog up my Facebook Messenger feed, which I use a lot for business. And so usually I just remove myself entirely from the group. But sometimes I'll be like, oh, maybe I want to still be in this group. So I will mute it for a period of time. And then I can decide later on when it pops back up in my messenger after that period of time, then I can decide later on what I want to do. So you can block, you can delete, you can mute if you want to silence them from your feed. If you want to see somebody's posts in your feed, doesn't matter what social media platform it is, if you want to see their posts, then you need to engage with them. So you can't just look at their posts and scroll on by. I mean, you can, but don't expect you're going to be seeing a lot of their posts in the future because you're training the algorithm that you're not interested because you didn't engage. You didn't like, you didn't love, you didn't comment, you didn't share, you didn't save, you didn't archive, you didn't do any of those engagement things. And so you've told the algorithm, eh, I'm not really interested in seeing this person's content. It's like you just drove right by it and didn't even stop. So you want to make sure that you engage with the accounts, with the people that you want to continue seeing their stuff, and then don't engage and or delete, mute, or block the people and accounts that you don't want to see their stuff anymore. So if you do want to see their stuff, be sure to engage. If you don't, mute, block, delete, get rid of them, or simply don't engage, and then eventually you will pretty much stop seeing their stuff. But it still might pop up in your feed occasionally. So that's one way that you could control your social media and control those triggers coming up in your feed. Now, what do you do when you get triggered? I've just told you kind of preemptively what to do now. What do you do when you are triggered? Because sometimes you're going to get triggered. So what do you do? For me, I first had to identify my triggers. And as I started to think more that triggers was really a thing, and I started to really think about what are my triggers, every time I read a post from this person, every time I was physically around this person, it would trigger me. And this person is someone in my industry. And so there were going to be times that we would be in the same space together at different networking events or conferences or speaking engagements or meetings, whatever. I had to make sure that, number one, I could identify it. And then number two, I had really, really strong ways to deal with it. What do I do? Well, the first thing I do is I try not to be around that person. But sometimes I do need to be around certain people because we're speaking at the same engagement in the same networking space together. We might be taking a picture together, you know, whatever it is for something. I try to physically remove myself from the space, uh, make sure that we're not in the same space. But if we are, by simply identifying that they are a trigger, I've now taken ownership over that. I've now shown that I have power over that person, that situation, that event, that color, that song, whatever it is that triggers you. 
by simply identifying it, that gives you power right there. Then you want to, if you have to be in the same physical space with them, you want to limit those times. You want to limit those interactions. You want to limit those events, those possibilities of the trigger. Okay. So you want to identify it. You want to get rid of those possibilities if you can, or simply limit them. And then surround yourself with positive, surround yourself with the types of things. Even if you do have to be in the same physical space with that person, surround yourself with other people you really, really like to hang with, with people, with sounds, with colors, with songs, with whatever it is, a poem, a motivation, an inspirational, something or other, whatever it is, surround yourself with that stuff that puts you in the good space, that puts you in the good mood, that really helps you to move through your day successfully. Sometimes you got to be with that person, or sometimes you're going to be somewhere and that song's going to come on and there's nothing you can do about it because the song is on and you've got to be able to deal successfully with it. Let's talk about if there's a song. I, I don't have songs as triggers. Mine are usually just people, but let's say that there's a song and for whatever reason, maybe it was a bad breakup. Maybe it was, who knows, senior prom, something happened, whatever it was. And it keeps taking you back. Every time you hear that song, you know, songs take us back to a certain time and place and event can take us, you know, decades back. So maybe the song will play. And by number one, identifying that, you know what, every time I hear this song, you get anxious, you get like for those of you who are listening to the podcast, you get anxious, you get tight in your chest, you, you know, you might start to, you get hotter, you feel anxiety kind of come up in your body, you, your shoulders maybe tense up, your body might tense up, maybe you get a certain ache in a, in a certain particular place. I'll give a great example for that. So when I delivered my kids, I had an epidural. I thought I could do it naturally. And then I realized that pain is something I've never experienced before. So I had an epidural. And with my firstborn, with Charlie, who's now 24, whenever he would cry for the entire first year of his life, and this was a lot, by the way, because the kid was colicky for four months straight. So there was a lot of crying. Every single time he would cry, and I do mean every single time like clockwork, I would feel it. I would literally feel the sensation in my back in the exact spot that I got the epidural before I delivered him. How weird is that? That was a trigger. His cry was a trigger. And I literally felt it in my body. I mean, I remember that like yesterday, every single time it would happen. And first it happened and I was like, was that, did I just, and then it kept happening. And then I was like, okay, well, I know what's going to happen. You know, after a while, I was like, I'm going to feel it. Yep, there it goes. So then I was okay with it. So something like that. I mean, you can literally have lots of different physical reactions. It's not just a mental, it's a physical reaction in your body that happens that triggers this. Yeah, so it's really, really important. I wasn't really thinking about the term trigger when I would feel it in my back when he cried. I wasn't thinking about it as a trigger 24 years ago, but that's exactly what it was. Back to songs. If a song plays and you're somewhere and the song is playing and like you don't really have control over turning the song off and it's triggering you in a bad way, because triggers can also be good ways, then you got to get your headspace out of the song. Song's still going to be playing and maybe you can't remove yourself from that physical space or situation or event 
If you could, that would be the first thing I would do. But if you can't, then you've got to get your head into a different, more positive space. Go talk to somebody, go do something, go to the restroom, you know, walk across the room and greet somebody, look at something else, focus on something else. Because where our focus goes, where our attention goes, that's where our energy goes. Whatever we're looking at and focusing on, that's where our energy is going to go. So like I remember when I was playing high school volleyball, you know, wherever you're looking, that's where the volleyball is going to go. It really is, unless you're, you know, pretty talented. You could look one way and the ball's going to go the other. Like a lot of times, you know, people can do that with basketball. You'll see in the NBA, like they'll look one way and then they'll pass it the other way or whatever. Well, I was not talented that way in high school. And so basically wherever I was looking, that's where the ball was going to go. So I had to make sure to focus where I wanted it to go. And that's exactly what you have to do with triggers. Focus where you want your energy to go, where you want your thoughts to go, where you want your good vibes to go. Do you want to keep focusing on that trigger or do you want to focus on something else that's going to help you forget about the trigger and maybe help eventually alleviate the trigger? Some other things that you can do, you can meditate, you can do yoga. Some people do like traditional meditation and they're trained in meditation. I am not. What inspired me to do this particular broadcast today was the fact that this morning somebody posted something on social media and it was not exactly a hundred percent true. It wasn't that they were posting a lie. It's just they didn't know exactly what they were posting about. And so then I went down a rabbit hole of some research. And it involved one of the people that triggers me. And now that I know that this person triggers me, I identify that I'm not going to read that blog post. I'm not going to watch that video. I'm not going to read that tweet. You know, whatever it is, I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm not going to put my focus, my time, my energy, my brain space into that. I just was in bed. I was just lying there in bed and just still and just relaxing and still. And then about a half hour later, I got up and I went on with my day and that was that. But I identified it and then I was like, nope, not going to deal with that. Not going to allow that into my brain space. And so I got rid of it on social media and went on to something else and then consciously and intentionally took myself to a calmer, you know, nicer place. So I was sitting with my thoughts and That's my way of meditating, but you know, just being alone with your thoughts and just breathing and concentrating on your breath can go a long way to combating triggers, can go a really long way to combating these triggers. So I hope this has been helpful for you in terms of thinking about your own triggers. Everybody has them and thinking about how you deal with them. If you deal with them, Are you dealing successfully? Could you impart any of these strategies that I've gone over to help you be a little bit more successful with your triggers? And especially, you know, for those of you listening to the episode, this is during the coronavirus quarantine, and people are going to get triggers that they've never gotten before and triggers that have been absent for a while might manifest again. They might come back up again. Because now you've got more time at home and your routine is all wonky now. You've got to create a different routine for yourself. And so 
those are times when we're a little bit more vulnerable and the triggers can resurface or new triggers can come. New triggers can come anytime and triggers can resurface at any time. But ultimately, you are 100% in control of all of that. You really are. But sometimes you have to really, really put a lot of your focus, a lot of your time, a lot of your energy into dealing with them. I hope this has been helpful. Please feel free to reach out to me anytime and let me know how you're doing. Ask me questions. Let me know if it helped. I love that feedback. When people reach out to me and they email me privately or they DM me or sometimes they'll stop me when I'm out and about and they'll say, I was listening to that live stream or I was listening to that podcast or I read that blog post or, oh my gosh, that thing you posted on Facebook, it was so helpful or it was so funny or thank you so much. I really needed that. That kind of feedback just absolutely lights me up. It is so heartwarming. It's wonderful. It makes my day. It makes my week. And you know, it's, it's why I do what I do. So anytime I can help you, that is a great day. So thanks so much for listening. I love that you were here. Feel free to share this out to anyone that you think might be able to benefit from it. Everybody's got triggers. Everybody out there has triggers. And the more successfully we're able to deal with them, the more effective and successful we will be in our lives. I really, really hope that your day is filled with loads of laughs and lots of opportunities. Remember, together we are Business Fabulous. Have an awesome day. Bye.